0: Hello everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Hi everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the to the third live taping of Renoites here at Black Rabbit Mead. Very excited. We have another live episode. This is the third one that we've done. I'll start for folks who don't know here in the crowd about what Renoites is. So Renoites is a local podcast that I host. It's been about a year and a half. It's something that was I think missing from our local media sphere is a regular weekly interview show. So every week I interview folks from Reno. Sometimes they're political figures, sometimes they are from various nonprofits, from arts organizations, and the last few months we've had live tapings here at Black Rabbit Me. So thank you so much first to Will for inviting us to do these live tapings here at Black Rabbit. Thank you so much, Will. This is This is part of the the Fourth Street Art Project, as well as with Dead Ringer across the street. So the fourth Wednesday of every month, there's arts-related events here in the Brewery District. So I'm very excited to be able to do these live episodes. Before I introduce our guests, I also want to take a moment to thank uh, my Patreon supporters. One of the goals of this show is to create something that is not based on advertising. I like the idea of a listener-supported projects. so I have a few patrons who've gone above and beyond to make this show financially sustainable. So thank you so much to Vicky Musny from DJ Trivia. Uh, We also do trivia here at Black Rabbit Mead on Tuesday nights, so I would welcome you to join us for trivia. Abby Whitaker from the Abby Agency, thank you for her support. And Mike Van Houten from Downtown Makeover. If you don't follow Downtown Makeover, it's a great blog about all the development that's going on in downtown. So thank you so much for the patrons, for those listening. If you're here in the crowd and you want to support the show financially, patreon.com slash Really appreciate the support. It makes a huge difference for my ability to keep doing the show. So thank you for that. And with that, I'd love to introduce this week's, or this month's guests for our live taping of reno Whites. This episode is all about Burning Man fashion, the fashions of Burning Man, the style of Burning Man. And I have with us tonight several of the leaders of the Burning Man fashion community. One of the co-owners of The Melting Pot, which was for a very long time the only place to get Burning Man tickets. We have Monique Barron from The Melting Pot. Welcome. <laughs> And then also actual fashion designers who are making clothes for Burning Man. Um, Tammy and Sven from Anahata and Infinity now, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. So we'll start, Monique, we'll start with you. So for a really long time, there was only one place in Reno to get tickets for Burning Man, and that was at The Melting Pot. Um, And, you know, podcasts are an audio format, so obviously people listening might not be able to see what Burning Man fashion is, but you've been a part of it for a really long time. So can you start by just telling us a little bit about how you would describe the Burning Man style? Like, what is the Burning Man look? What is Burning Man fashion to you?
1: Well, okay, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, well, it evolved over the last... Well, I've we were selling tickets for 14 years, and uh, for a long time it was uh just to to keep it short there was a whole like very scantily clad very a lot of fur going on furry boot covers um so there's that huge phase of that and we made and produced a lot of that stuff and then uh it kind of moved into then there's the whole fire performance uh Accoutrement and and wearing more less synthetic clothing, so there's that whole faction there, and then uh, and then it just sort of evolved into um, different genres. There was the whole huge steampunk situation that went on for several years, hardcore steampunk look, and then um, now it's uh, in in between there, It's always been that like kind of kind of like it's kind of like Rainbow Gathering meets um, uh, what is that uh, with uh, what's that move, movie in the desert where they uh, Mad Max yeah it's like Mad, Mad Max. Max yeah Mad Max meets some Rainbow Gathering and so it's like kind of hardcore and kind of desert rat and so that's like the DPW and that kind of like edgy and that kind of dovetails into this tribal look more like earthy kind of which is um kind of I mean and then there's the sparkle pony.
0: What, you know, what's what's a sparkle so pony? Sparkle. There's a lot of there's a lot of Burning Man terminology that I <laughs> so, don't know, so I'll probably be asking you a lot. Like, what is that? What's so a sparkle so, pony?
1: Sparkle pony is like super colorful. Like they like wear a lot of wigs, super colorful wigs, a lot of sequins, a lot of like. And that was kind of the 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 furry boot cover phase. Um, just like I like literally eye candy. Like they look like candy, but in clothing. Like super flashy. And then there's the opposite of like really like down to earth and more like I come from the I'm like an elf from the woods, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And in everything in between, you know, so um, it's kind of fun to see it evolve. And the phases phases go through like for for a lot now. Now, though, Burning Man has come full circle with all <laughs> kinds of things like furry boot covers are sort of creeping back in. It's just funny to see how clo- like clothing trends in general Right. Yeah. Everyone's wearing these high waisted mom jeans, you know, and you're like, wait, what happened? So, uh, yeah, it's just uh, a cyclical thing all the time. And so it's fun to just witness and see where it goes. And mm-hmm. that, did that answer? anything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: absolutely. So yeah, and, and Tammy and Sven, so you design clothes for Burning Man. How would you describe uh, like what the, the look or feel of the clothes you design tend to be? Does it fit into one of those categories that Monique was talking about? Is it one particular aesthetic? Um, what how would you describe the clothes you make?
2: Um, I almost would rather answer your first question. Yeah, I'll go but for like, it. what yeah, yeah. is Burning Man fashion?
0: And it's
2: it's basically the the cool thing about Burning Man is it's it's genderless, it's identityless, it's formless, but it's also super exhibitionist. So it could be it could be anything. You could be wearing a rainbow kilt. You could be wearing absolutely nothing. As long as it's something that's not normal, that's not ordinary, that's not just a pair of of khakis and I mean you could even wear a pair of khakis if you're wearing something ridiculous on top and it there's there's absolutely no limit to what you can what you can do and what you can wear and who you can not just pretend to be but be for that moment in time and take a little piece of that back home with you um our fashion has been super inspired by Burning Man in in the more organic kind of leather survivalist Mad Maxi kind of post-apocalyptic Elven mix uh, and and Tammy has something to say
3: I, I mean I think I would add to to all of those things that we also it's it's kind of like an art too it's not just one particular style but it's just it's what's coming out of us creatively at that moment and I consider each design that we do, A piece of art in some form or in some way so um you know and also to add to that the people that choose to gravitate towards our styles um they are part of that art you know so we can only do so much we can like create we maybe provide the tools for people to express themselves and make their own uh display of of who they feel they are what they want to be for a moment and so I think that it's a combination of you know our designs and and what Monique's bringing into the store what we're designing what other friends of ours are designing and also the the people that are going and what they're choosing to wear and how they're creating their own outfits because they put it all together at the end of the day not us
0: yeah um have you felt like the need to adjust based on the trends? So we talked about like, there are these trends that kind of come and go that change. Um, how much of that factors into the designs that you do, or do you have your own kind of style that you hope people, uh, you know, embrace year after year? year? Um, like what are your thoughts on kind of like the shipping trends of Burning Man over the years that you've been doing this?
2: Ooh, that, that's a tough one. Cause we have this discussion when it comes to like, Oh, what can we do to actually, you know, because this does need to feed us at the end of the day? Do we do we see this trend of the sparkle pony? Do we go in that direction? Do we bring more rainbow hyphy colors into it? But at, at the end of the day, we just make what we want to wear and we're just really grateful that other people choose to wear it. Um I don't I don't feel like I've really been inspired too much by shifting trends. We also we also don't participate in fast fashion, so we don't like do a new collection
0: every year. Right, yeah. No, I definitely want to talk about, like, the difference between the fast fashion and, like, the consistent style of Burning Man because I think that there there is a difference there between what we think of as festival fashion, which has just become kind of like a... You mentioned, like, a yearly collection, a, a thing that is very much in, like, fast fashion that's, you know, you wear it for one event and then it's gone. Um And I know that that's a little bit different in Burning Man. Uh, go ahead, Mama.
1: Oh, just to dovetail onto what Sven was saying about fast fashion and also just, like fashion in general and how we express ourselves and that is uh the freedom to express in its complete unabashed um like no judgment and so people can go out there and just be whoever they want and it's like when you're out there there's no judgment and so it's beautiful to see people really push their own limits and you know you like you, you could walk out the door, you know, wearing a a, a flower sack, but you know, why not walk out the door feeling, you know, your true expression is, you know, you through clothing and part of it is how you present yourself in the world and and how you're feeling and when people go out there, they they know that they can just be whoever they want and that's that's a beautiful thing to be. And I it's funny fast fashion and I I feel like I've not not to say that I've well, since we were the ticket outlet, and <clears throat> burners were coming, you know, coming in to buy their tickets, they would be buying what we were selling, and uh, I feel like, well, I am picking what you're gonna wear because <laughs> uh, that's what I'm selling, and I and I don't compromise on my style. Um, and I don't I don't I'm not a big fast fashion person either. Although we do, you know, we do carry some of these things that are in that genre, but the stuff that we do carry is really super high quality. We try not to carry a bunch of fast fashion things. We really try to carry quality, high quality stuff that you can carry into your everyday lives if you wanted to, and you know, to a certain degree. But, um, that I've had, my clothes I've had for 20 years and I, you know, I take care of really good care of them. And that's the kind of stuff that I want to bring into the store is like, clothing with integrity things that will last forever and not just this throwaway
3: culture so yeah i mean i can speak i can speak for that skirt you're wearing right now because i know that's about at least 10 years old maybe 12 still looking good there (laughs) yeah
1: yeah absolutely yeah and i i appreciate you know the artists and carrying all the indie. De- now I'm going off on a tangent, but indie designers that we carry, they, um, their, their designs and their visions are so like, like, obviously like look. I don't. You can't see what we're wearing, but what we're wearing, it's all really interesting and it has a lot of depth to it. You know, you, you know what I mean. Like I feel like Burning Man and this whole festival genre of uh, it really pushes the envelope of people's influence and their imagination and how far to take it in fashion and it's really inspiring.
0: Yeah do you think that by so Melting Pot was the only ticket venue in Reno for a really long time so a lot of people were coming to Reno getting their Burning Man tickets and then buying the clothes that were available at your store so initially I thought of how does Burning Man fashion affect Reno, right? Like, how does Reno absorb the fashions of Burning Man? But then, after hearing that you were the main place that people were buying clothes for Burning Man, is there an element of your influence, your personal influence, your store's influence on what people were wearing to Burning Man and then being photographed in? And then, like, do you feel like you are um, not just kind of absorbing the Burning Man fashion or following the trend, but in the role that you had of being like the main clothing location for people heading out to the playa. Um, do you feel like you had an influence on kind of like what Burning Man fashion is?
1: I mean, I, yeah, I do. I, to cut to the chase, I do. Cause they're coming in to buy their ticket and we're a, you know, we're one of those, we're a really unique store and they're buying tickets. So they're going to buy clothes. So let's buy clothes that they're going to, take out and wear the playa and so and i'm not i don't follow any fashion advice or i don't look at to anybody else but my own taste and so basically i'm choosing what i want to wear what i like what i think looks good and i'm bringing it into the store and that's how i've done it for the last 26 years like i don't follow trends i don't do any of those things if i think it looks if i like it i'm bringing it in and yeah i kind of like pushed my taste onto the local burners who are buying their tickets to, you know, buy what we had. And of course they're coming, you know, they're buying their own things too, but for sure they're definitely, you know, buying what we, what we had for sale and looking sexy, of course, doing it. So, you know, I don't know. It's fun. Burning Man and dressing people and fashion is, I love fashion and dressing. I mean, I, that's one of my loves, creating, dressing
0: that's great. Yeah. One of the things that I always think about with Burning Man fashion is the the materials that are used and kind of the utilitarian purposes of them. Um, like I've not been to Burning Man, but I have a general idea of what like the Burning Man materials are. It's leather, it's fur, it's really bright colors, like spandexy things. Um, is that on purpose? Like, is that for the environmental conditions of the playa? How much of the, the fashion element is intertwined with Uh, like the utility, because you're going to be there in various conditions. You need to have clothes that will hold up under, you know, the dust. So is that something that comes into the process of figuring out what you wear out to the playa is like, this thing needs to make sense. I'm going to be wearing it for a week. Or is it all, is it purely fashion? I'm seeing heads shaking like, no, it's just of the look.
3: I do. I mean, I think it's both. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the safe answer there. I don't want to pick one or the other. Um, I mean, definitely the climate and the environment of the playa will influence what you wear, what you choose to wear, and um, and also, in some ways, what we choose to design. But it's not, like, for me at least, I can't speak for you two, but for me it's not the main motivating factor. Um, I Mine is more on, like, the creative expression, what's kind of coming through me at that moment. Um, and also... We're choosing our materials based on durability, but not necessarily because of the playa, but because we want it to last um, for for a long time, regardless. Right? It's a, it's more of an environmental sustainability thing and a quality thing, rather than like just because of the playa. Um, and I I select a lot of eco material or organics. Um, for that same reason just to be um, conscious of our planet and care for the earth and so those are the those are the reasons or the ways that i choose the materials Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you want to add to that i would say the style like the actual design of what we're making is influenced by some of the climate you know we're going to make like short tops or really like Things that you can wear when it's hot out, or things that'll keep you really warm at night, um, you know, and adjust to the, the temperature swings. Right. And so it's more of like how we're designing, or what the style looks like, or, or what the the actual piece of clothing is that we're making. But the materials are dictated by. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. and one of the other questions I had about materials too is uh, it's another Burning Man terminology: move matter out of place, right? And are there certain materials that are more likely to leave behind Trash in the playa, if like sequins, are there things that are like are no goes, or that you try to avoid specifically for the reason that they like leave litter behind on the playa? Is that something that kind of comes into consideration?
2: Not really. Those are generally materials that we don't use anyways. That that would be like a, like feather boas or sequins or anything that's kind of fragile or breakable are going to fall apart, and none of those things are things that we subscribe to really anyways.
0: Um, are, the, are those like really present at Burning Man, though, or is there kind of a, is there any kind of like Burning Man cultural uh, like dislike of those kind of things, or is that part of the, you know, the culture of Burning Man of being aware of what your clothes are leaving behind in addition to any other trash you're leaving?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that's a big. Cons- it is a consideration for people, and I mean, I think more of a consideration for people is to, is to realize that you've made a mess and clean up after yourself, and and not, it not necessarily. I don't see people necessarily that are wearing those types of things going out of their way to like not wear them mm-hmm. because they might leave a they might leave a trace but they're going to go out of their way to clean up after themselves.
0: Gotcha.
3: I I also just think it's an educational thing. I mean, we definitely don't use those materials and I, but the people that do or take that out to the play. I mean, it's an educational community education issue that needs to happen you know where we new people coming in that are learning about uh, Burning Man fashion or learning to express themselves like it's part of that process of learning to, to know what types of clothing to bring out and whatnot. I mean besides I mean yeah to her point like just
1: being a virgin and not knowing um, about those factors feathers and whatnot. but glitter glitter is a big one yeah. like biodegradable biodegradable glitter is, a, is kind of a new thing. Mm-hmm. But there's a ton of glitter out there, and it's just tiny. Right. It's tiny.
0: And you, you can't clean that up, and it never goes away, it, right?
1: You, they have to. I mean, there's volunteers there three weeks after, and they're, you know, as much as they absolutely can. But, yeah, it's, I mean... Lots of things get dropped out there, you know, pumpkin, you know, sunflower seed, sh- whatever it is, whatever it is needs to get picked up. So you're, at, but whatever, yeah, tiny things. Um, it's just a matter of like being conscious of doing your part and making sure, you know, mm-hmm. to, to leave no trace, of course. But yeah. yeah, we try to keep that in mind. Like, we don't for us when if we're buying, if we're buying like sort of those kind of out pieces that have like those sort of sequins or stuff I'm always making sure that it's not like a cheap product where it's just going to be leaving a trail of like you know you look at that thing and you're like well it's already falling apart um so yeah we try to keep that in mind if it's like you know it's like a it's a well-made product and Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: Yeah. Going back to just kind of like the general aesthetics of Burning Man style and like festival fashion, what do you think the the difference is between the broad category of like festival fashion? There's a lot of different types of festivals. There's a lot of like fast fashion brands that do like a festival look thing. Um, What differentiates Burning Man? Like why is Burning Man festival fashion different than like Coachella festival fashion or Glastonbury or whatever? The climate. The climate.
1: It's absolutely climate. Just two days, just last night, it was that Michael Michael just uh, posted on his feed, um, like, one of the worst. Well, two weeks ago was one of the worst 75-mile-an-hour windstorm at the man base for an hour and a half. And then it dumped rain. And then Michael Michael just posted his camp. And there was a picture of his camp. This is just yesterday. Uh, complete ram like the wind just ramsacked through his camp, and so you know I I've seen girls out there at night on really cold nights, and by golly, bl- God bless their hearts, they're <laughs> they're wearing their little bikini tops and their booty shorts and their boots and that's it, and I'm like, where's my fleece coat, you know? And so some people are diehards, but. I think that's the difference between those other festivals and the weather. The, the desert, it's the desert, and it can change in a in a heartbeat. Like, it really can. A, a friend of mine, they, friends of mine, they got married out there, and it was just a beautiful, be- beautiful, gorgeous day. And uh, I helped with her, you know, made a bunch of stuff for her costume and whatnot, and we're all getting ready. To, we're gathering out there, and, like, literally before the vows – A brownout, you know, here whiteouts. A brownout came, and we were like hunkered down for 45 minutes. Every we couldn't see like from here to you know in front of your face, and it was beautiful. They were covered in playa dust for the wedding, and it was perfect for them. But that's the big part of it is like people are wearing combat boots and like really heavy duty things and and stuff like that that can withstand and 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 that that weather, shade, hot. Sven, go. Uh,
2: to dovetail onto that, like I, I do think it's the environment and the shifting environment that really makes innovation necessary. You know, a lot of our inspiration comes from creating like modular pieces that you can either you can zip off the sleeves, you can you can you can turn your jacket into a backpack when the sun comes out. You can, you know, another another thing that, that Burning Man is more known for is like is weather related. You know, goggles and face masks and right. more protect like. Fashionable, functional, protective wear.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was kind of what I was thinking with the different materials. But it also, I guess, matters in the design. It's not just what material materials you use, but uh, designing things to be able to adapt to the different conditions, right?
3: Yeah, I would say that the climate affects more of how we're designing rather than the material. But for sure, I mean, we have some really cool pieces, like those Jedi hoods that kind of shade from the sun, and yeah, and that, but they're also like utilitarian, so you can clip a bunch of things onto them and adjust them in different ways and and yeah and then the Infinobi with the face mask is like a hood and a face mask and you know scarf thing all at once you can get it wet and stay cool but then at night it'll keep you warm around your neck you know so it's it's a lot of things that can be multifunctional that um, that we design into mm-hmm. because of the playa fashion, yeah. which may not play so much of a role in other festivals. Although, I think that it's adaptable to all festivals. Like just because, you know, we're thinking more of Burning Man at some points when we're designing. We're also thinking about how is this going to come into the real world, how, like real world. Right. <laughs> I, for <laughs> me, it's all one and the same anymore. You know. <laughs> But um how is it going to you know g- kind of cross the boundaries and and bring what we're all experiencing on the play out into the into our daily life and our existence? And so I think like that's the thing I've really enjoyed over the 10, 12 years that I've been designing clothes is um, just, watching my friends and my family and and even myself becoming more and more comfortable wearing something that I would only wear on the playa, and now I wear it every day, anytime, whenever, and and it's no big deal. And I see that in Reno more and more. I'm so proud of our city here for um, kind of embracing this whole culture and bringing it into the urban environment Mm -hmm. and into our daily lives. I think it's really fun um, to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted
0: I wanted to ask you about kind of like the year-round uh, element of Burning Man fashion, right? Because obviously, Burning Man just takes place during Burning Man, so we have this like big wave of people coming into Reno. I'm sure that your business is really centered a lot around the Burning Man season, uh, if you want to call it that or whatever it is. Um, but you know, like you said, you want people to be able to wear these clothes not just one time. So what's your experience been of kind of adapting the uh, or, or dealing with that really seasonal, really cyclical type of business um, and making sure that you're still able to work the rest of the year, able to wear the stuff the rest of the year, able to have that impact outside of just like the few weeks of Burning Man? Kind of like what does the rest of your year look like as far as the Burning Man fashion world?
2: I mean, I've, I've found that any time that I've really enjoyed wearing something at Burning Man, I've tried to find other ways to keep wearing it. any time I possibly can so I think once people it's it's twofold one of which is we we try to design things that are also going to work in the default world quote unquote and and we find that or I found that people go to Burning Man and then they come back and they themselves are changed so they're also more open to wanting to to create that or hold on to that in their in their daily lives as well
3: and I just came, I just came back from a lovely trip in Europe, which, um, you know, the, the traveling around, it's always the fanny pack pack that you wear, the thing that like keeps your money safe. And this was the first time that I went, um, internationally on a big Trip like that, and I ended up using these holsters, which I was so grateful for. And I was like, these, you know, this is something we designed for festivals and for, and is one of those things that I don't really wear out all the time in my normal life. But traveling, I was surprised. I was so grateful for these. So I, you know, I'm still learning uh, ways to apply our own designs that we didn't even plan for. But they, you know, it's it's just an ever evolving. Adaptation, as we. I think, I think to to yeah to to
1: to go out there and have this freedom of expression and come out. You know, I, there was a we had a customer a long time ago. It was it kind of made me it kind of made me cry a little bit actually out there. Um, my friend, really long time friend, came to the camp. At our camp, with this with this new friend she made, and she said, "You know, I uh, here's my new friend." And I said, oh, oh God, sorry. All
0: right. "We have an emergency call from the Burning Man organizers, so we'll we'll let Monique take that for a second. We'll
1: edit this part out." <laughs> So so my friend Leilani comes in with this, with this little fella, sweet little guy, and he's wearing a shirt that he bought at the melting pot. I don't know him from anywhere, right? And, I, and it's so cute when I see people on the playa with an outfit or something from my store. I'm like, well, oh, you got that at my store. Anyways, so he comes in. I'm like, I go, that's, that's a nice shirt. And he goes, oh, thanks. I go, you got that at my store. And he didn't hear me. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I got it at that this really cool store in Reno. I go, yeah, that's my store. And he goes, I can't. What? That's your store? That's your store? He's like, oh my god, I can't. He's from Canada. He came in from Canada and he somehow stumbled upon our store. He was supposed to go to Costco and saw our airport ad and then ended up at the store. And he he dropped like he's like. I was supposed to not spend, I spent like whatever big chunk of change and he got, and he was wearing, it's, he, he's like, oh, I got this beautiful stuff, like some Phoenix Rising, crazy stuff, your stuff, all this like really couture indie designer stuff and this was Sunday, we were having a party at our camp after the burn and he's like, and he's like, so I was wearing my stuff and usually I feel like an ugly duckling but last night, wearing all my sexy stuff that I got at your store, I felt like I felt so good and so sexy. And so, and I was just like, I got goosebumps now. Like, I'm like, that's because you're really expressing yourself and who you are and who you can be through your clothes and your confidence and all of it. And just him, just him hearing that makes me, I want to cry now, but it makes me feel like I'm doing my job. Helping people express themselves you know like y- it's you're you but just you know like if that helps you to like move you f- into that space where you need to be like and he was like he was so excited and we hugged and we were like it was like really emotional and stuff and it was like so sweet but what was the question was that even answering the question of, of no, well,
0: question. I mean, the, the, one of the questions I have is about, like, the, the principles of Burning Man. One of them is radical self-expression. Self-expression is a huge part of the huge. experience of Burning Man. Huge. Is to go out and express yourself in different ways. And what you're wearing, what right. your oh, fashion, bringing you're fashioning... it and like, bringing that is, it back yeah.
1: into your everyday life, which was that question. Right. I went on off on it. See, I went off on a tangent. But, yeah, so I feel like with that event, like, hopefully people can go out there and like go balls to the wall and just really push their own personal envelope and in their own expression and then bring trick trickle that back in because some people some people I mean I'm a you know they're like a close clothes horse I'm a clothing Clydesdale like I I'm so sometimes you know we have our we have our like boxes that we live in but when you go out there you're like oh wait a minute wait a second like I can I can pull this off in my everyday life like why not you know so I feel like Bernie Man and the art that it's bringing to our community it's brought a lot of like expansion in in fashion and in art into this community and I feel like it's really healthy actually and uh, people are, are are you know able to you know kind of kind of revel in that a little bit.
0: Yeah, and do you, do you think that the environment gives people more kind of like a permission to dress differently than they would in their normal lives? Like, I am not a fashion person. I'm very uncomfortable when I'm like in a costume or dressed up or wearing something that's not my norm. But I think, I imagine that on the playa, it's a very kind of free and open and accepting space where if you're not normally a like comfortable in fashion person, that the environment kind of allows that for a lot of people. Do you find that a lot of people who normally are not into fashion or who wouldn't normally dress up in anything wild will come into your store and be like, you know what? I'm going to Burning Man, so I am gonna get a little more wild.
1: Yeah, and I think both there's two sides to that coin. Like you can, you know, go out there and you can be inspired and be like, oh okay, I oh, all right. There okay, there's that. Whoa, this is this is a big eyeball full of things. And Or, and, or, you can be like, that's not for me, or you can just be like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to experiment with my own, you know, fashion sense, and, you know, bringing it, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, people are allowing themselves to, like, kind of let themselves experiment a little bit more, because... it it, the event is if you've gone gone for the first time and you're not that fashion person you might come back and be like oh hold on you know or you might come back and be like yeah well it wasn't for me whatever I'm just going to be who I am and this is what I'm comfortable in but sometimes it really does help you to push that like edge for yourself and, and to see what those possibilities are because it is so extreme it's so extreme and it really it, the, the, as far as fashion goes, it's, you'll see stuff that you've never seen in your life, you know, and it's it's eye-opening and, and so taking a little bit of that back with you as, as, uh, as a participant maybe helps you to like kind of hone in
3: your own like freedom of expression
1: in, the, in, in our community at home.
3: Well, I would just I would just follow up with that. Like from my own personal experience, when I when I ex- went to Burning Man for the first time, I was not designing clothing. I had a degree in architecture, <laughs> and so I was definitely paying as much attention to the art and the other types of expression. I because mean, there are so many different forms of expression through the art that all the artists are creating, through the ways people are gifting and and participating. And also through the art that they're wearing. And so, you know, I I was just mind blown in all of the different expressions of creativity that were out there and how amazing humanity can be. And I think um, for me personally, coming back from my first burn, that's when I started sewing my own clothes and when I was just so inspired to like express and to like let all of that out. Like there was so much inside of me that I had never gotten to just let out and I finally got to let it out and like, and start making things and then, and that led to, you know, where we are now, (laughs) long story short, but that I think, um, I hope that that happens to, to, Everyone that goes out there in some form, whether it's fashion or art or just the way that they engage with other people too. Um, so
0: Yeah. Yeah, you you mentioned the, the background in architecture, which I know you described your uh, your your clothes as uh, you know, you said what you wear is sacred and conveys a message and you talk about sacred geometry. And I'm curious about that. Like what do you mean by sacred is that Uh, Do you think there's like a spirituality to how you present yourself or is it something like treating your body like a temple? Like what is the the sacred geometry and kind of that element of um, of how you design? I I
2: think it's all the things. Personally, I I design for the, the human moving sculpture that is each person in motion. And I think that is I think that is very sacred to see something that was that was once two dimensional put onto a person that's going to go do stuff and might comport themselves in a different way as a result of what they're wearing and have like you know feel super confident and have this this whole character they're playing or have have it accentuate their themness or whatever. I think that's that's it can be super sacred.
0: Is also I and thinking that the interactive element of fashion, like Burning Man, is obviously a very interactive ex- experience in a lot of ways. You're listening to music, you're dancing, you're seeing art. A lot of the sculpture is interactive, but it feels like fashion is the most like directly interactive experience. You are wearing your, you know, you're wearing your art on the playa, right? Do you think that that is something that is uh, like a more direct experience of art to be wearing it around and interacting with people in, uh, you know, basically a form of art the entire time you're out there?
2: It's it's kind of more of a long-distance form of art, you know, in a way that you can interact with someone from, like, 25 feet away when they can see you versus talking or singing or other things. It's like that's our first thing is we we see something. So, yeah, it's definitely...
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I mean, I think that comes to the, the self-expression too, right? So radical self-expression, like we said, is a big part of Burning Man. And you can express yourself through the way that you talk, the way that you move, but when you're wearing clothes that people can see from far away, you're kind of expressing yourself in the most immediate visual, the first thing, right? Is, like, is that the most direct form of self-expression, the clothes that are on your body? Unless you're really, really loud.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, unless you're a really good band or a DJ or a performance art piece or an art car or... (laughs) There's so many different factions out there. You're, like... (laughs) Burning Man is so Burning Man. Uh, there's just a lot going on out there. It's it's a uh, it's like it, it's like in overload, inspiration overload. Honestly, I remember going out there for my first year in '96. I didn't know anything. I had no expectations, zero. And I saw this girl spinning fire, and I was mind blown. Like I was like, I'm doing that. What the f- what am I looking at? What's happening? And so I became a fire spinner. But I I couldn't, I was mesmerized. Like, I couldn't believe. And what she was wearing, all leather. And she had a le- leather face mask. And all you could see was her eyes. And she had black makeup on. And I was just like, "How? Oh, what is happening? And it was amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, people, you know, what? whatever you, it's funny, you could see there's so much stuff to see out there and experience and you know the the the, the involvement and in what you're doing and how you're expressing and it's yeah but but to your point, like the the visual you know fashion um, the visual I you know I experience is is huge because you can just like, you know, people at night, so day and night, completely different events. Day is, like, hot and it's, you know, different. It's different. It's It could be hot. It could be dusty. It could be windy. But at night, it completely changes. And so it's... It's it's a lot of lights and some people have like light up coats and light up things and you know whatever crazy stuff that wouldn't work in the day. Mm-hmm. So they're they're they, I I always pack I have a day like if I'm going I'm going to Burning Man and I'm going for whatever twelve days and I have a day and a night and a day and a night and a day you know and then you have an ex, a bunch of extra stuff because you're like well if it's really crazy I might just wear these other things because it's just too crazy but right you always have like the day event and your night event and i mean it's it's yeah it's very interesting it's not it's i don't know uh i don't know there again tangent tangent (laughs) (laughs) yes another tangent tangent.
0: how would you recommend uh like a burning man newbie prepare for burning man as far as what to bring clothing wise. Like for someone who's never been to Burning Man, obviously you'd go into the store and you know buy the, the cutest look that you can find. Uh, but is there anything that like newbies should know about what to bring, what not to bring? What mistakes do people make?
1: <laughs> well, we, we had a burner list for years. It was like two pages long. Um, I, I mean, if you had to bring, if you were like, okay, I can only bring five things, goggles, dust mask, Water, no. Um, goggles and a dust mask. That's kind of you have to do those things. That's the, that's the. Uh, um Fashion. I mean, camel bags. We have camel bags, and we have cute ones that we just had a friend of mine uh, glue. He, he can he put fur on them, so he he attaches fur faux fur onto these regular vinyl, you know, just like a camel bag. So they're cute, but they're functional. So you need a camel bag. You need goggles. You need a you need your 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 bandana. Um, you need a hat for sun. Um, a bike, but that's not fashion. Um, I mean, could be. It could be a fashion statement if you're like decorating your bike. Um, let's see. I mean, you I, scarves for shade. I always put. I always wet a scarf and I put it on my head and then I put my hat on it and then it's like kind of drapes around me and then, you know, five minutes later it's bone dry. So you like spray yourself down. And um, oh yeah, as Tammy said, yeah, giant big like really nice boots to protect your feet. <clears throat> um it's nice at night after you whenever you shower, but if you just, you know, whenever you <laughs> whenever you shower, if you sh- shower, but uh yeah, keeping your feet protected. Um lots of socks and footwear protective um boots
3: yeah, and and uh, you know, don't have big loose pants when you're riding your bike around that gets stuck in the chain. Oh, As yeah. so, it, you know, I always tuck my um, pant into my big tall boot. <laughs> that helps, you know. Or do and um, and then that actually kind of inspired a style called the Rackham shorts. It was like this piratey shorts, kind <laughs> of like, like poofy and then tight on the calf, sort of because. I had to do that for the bike, and then we ended up, it was this kind of interesting um, how, <laughs> I'm tangenting now, maybe we'll edit that part out. But. Yeah. I,
1: well, to your point, I did, I was riding around the bicycle, uh, that track it was super dangerous, and I got on my bike and I fell off horatiously twice, and then I got my scarf stuck in my chain, <laughs> or my skirt or whatever, and I was like, like, I was like a damsel in distress. I could not get my thing unstuck. So, yeah, like, loose clothing. To,
3: but anyways, that is a tangent. Oh, and, um, and, and like, um, accessories, layers. Like, that's one of the things I really find useful is um, having things where you can take, if you're a newbie, you don't know what to, you don't want to spend, like, thousands of dollars with a whole new wardrobe before you even know what's going on. So, like bring out your plane tank tops and your plane leggings or some of your plane stuff and get a few really key accessories that you can put on top of it um, I That's what I would recommend to someone on top of like that, you know, in addition to the the normal like goggles, dust masks, all that stuff. But like if you're going to try and create some unique outfits or have some, some multiple options when you don't really know what you're heading in for, like just getting a few key um, pieces. Yeah. And a warm coat is good. Borrow. Also talk to your friend, like borrow some things. Mm-hmm. See what your style is because, you know, buying things before you go out there, your mind's going to get blown wide open and you're going to express yourself or want to express yourself differently than other people so you know it's good to just like have your first experience and then start to build your wardrobe out after that Oh,
1: and also a necessity is lights at night. Like, you have to have lights on your body, lights on your bike. If you're riding a bike, you have to have lights on your bike. If you're walking, you have to have lights on your body. You can't be a dark wad. You, 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 there's people riding bikes next to, you know, people riding bikes, art cars, whatever. And if you're not lit up, it's your responsibility to not get run over, honestly like it really it is. it's like you read your ticket um so that's a really important thing at nighttime is just to be illuminated
0: yeah so like safety is part of the fashion safety third yeah. right. um so this is the first year back to burning man after a couple of years off i know there's been like the renegade burn the unofficial burn but uh this is the the first real one in a couple of years so what's the last couple of years been like for you with uh with the pandemic, is that uh, how how have you survived? Has it changed the way that you um, run your businesses? Uh, and are you excited to be back? What's the last couple of years been like? And, and uh, what's it like now that you're doing the real deal again?
1: Well, so just to summarize quickly, yeah, Burning Man was a huge part of our business. It's about a third of our year, um, which is big. And so then the pandemic came. Uh, we had to shift gears. So I shifted gears and I just brought in a bunch of non-Burning Man things, you know, just all kinds of other things. And we we survived. I mean, we were selling dust masks and, you know, basically masks out, you know, whatever. We had to do. We did what we had to do. We were selling all kinds of, you know, a lot of masks, basically. That's all we were selling. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was kind of tricksy and rough. And then, you know, when it opened up, we just weren't really festival-orientated. So we just had, you know, more home decor and you know regular clothing and whatnot um and so we you know we made it through we pushed through but yeah it's a huge part of our business it is like it's bigger than Christmas it's a big it's a it's a huge influx of money for us and um and then now that Burning Man is back uh it's good it's really good it's been busy it's been you know brisk and uh, and it's exciting. I think people are out ready. They're ready to get out there, and burn their face off. Um, yeah. So I'm excited. People are excited. It's like Christmas. Is 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 uh, Christmas, but Burning Man is Burning Man, and everyone's excited because they're buying stuff for themselves, and not Aunt Sally, and <laughs> which is cool. But they're just they're just out there for a different reason, and so the energy in, in our store is just it's just different because they're 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 really excited,
3: and they're really excited this year. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, really. Yeah. And I I um, want to say. One thing for our own personal experience too, because the last two years was so hard being isolated and and not being out and social and at the festivals and going to these events. Um, and as designers, you know, I mean, we were I think before the pandemic, we were starting to wonder like, sh- this is a lot of effort to go pack up a shop, put do a pop up shop, go to all these events. Right, we're on the road all the time. Um, And we needed to just stop. And so the pandemic sort of allowed that to be in some ways. And we built up our online um, market a little bit more. But in that process, I guess I didn't really appreciate or realize how important it was to see and interact with our customer base in person and just get to know people because I think um, I felt a little more disconnected for the last couple years and having gone to a couple festivals and now being out at Nixon and starting to see the people on their way out to the playa, I'm I'm just like so happy that we're back out and then we're doing that and we get to run into people and they come in and they're like, Oh, we're so happy to see you again. You guys, it's been so long, and I can't wait to get all our new stuff and <clears throat> get out there and you know, just hearing how much um, our clothing and our, our designs affect people and make people happy and make people feel good, that reinforces like, Oh, this is what we're doing this for. Cause I think over the pandemic, I started to question like, uh, what, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing anymore? You know? And so um, coming back now, it's just been like s- such a great um, experience and, and a reminder of why we're here because you know, you can forget if you don't, yeah talk to and engage with people about how what we're doing affects them and how we're all kind of interconnected in that way so
0: yeah I think everyone's excited to be back to back to normal or back to what they're they're excited about in general but I imagine that for Burning Man it's particularly important because for a lot of people it really is like a major deal for them burning man is that's their community that is their big thing of the year that is something that's really meaningful and to have lost that for a couple of years was probably really hard for a lot of people yourselves included so i imagine that um you know the sense that most people have like oh hey we're getting back to normal has got to be you know tenfold out on the playa i imagine um but what about audience questions do we have any questions from folks in our audience shout out shout them out I'm curious, there's a lot of uh, young designers out there right now that want to pursue the things that you folks have been pursuing so successfully over the last few years. Do you have anything to share with them about what the lifestyle is like to, to be a designer and, and uh, along with how to, how to grow as well?
2: I, I, I'd say just love what you're doing and actually enjoy being at the events themselves and at Burning Man and going and doing the things and meeting the people and everything else will just happen. Uh
3: But it's also, you know, it's, it's one thing when you're starting out, you're so full of creativity and, and all these ideas and, um, and you get it out there and you're sharing it and you're, you're, Selling, you know, meeting people that also enjoy your styles and, and then your business grows. And there is something, and I'm sure you even know this <laughs> um, over time, it's like when you start a business based on something you love, like Sven's saying, it still is a business ultimately. And um, and so you do end up having to do a lot of administration and, and other things that are not that, you know, 100% creativity part of it. So just be, you know, be willing if you're trying to build a business out of something you love, know that you won't always be doing that thing 100% of the time, you have to run a business too. And so if you, you know, if you're not really serious about that, just do it as a hobby and sew your own clothes and get out there and get, you know, create. But, um, but if you want to build a business like Um, like what we've been doing it is it is a lot of hard work and sometimes you know it was great Sven and I I mean I met him we each had our own labels before Um, we married and we met each other in Bali and so we um, ended up merging kind of our two labels together and creating something and And it was great when we, like, didn't have a kid and we were footloose and fancy free and falling in love. And, you know, and then you get older and you uh, want to have a family and you want to do these things. And so there's also, like, this lifestyle of traveling and being nomadic and doing all this stuff, which is really lovely. And then you also grow and you change and you evolve. And so you have to be willing to, like, kind of evolve with that. When you're starting a business, you know you never know where it's gonna go, um, and so we're we're flowing with it though. We're still still here.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Any other questions from our
3: audience? Oh yeah. Wait, what's
4: what is some of the most? I mean, I remember like my first firm. I went out and, and i I sewn my whole life and everything. And so I love. I mean, I'm also like a, sty- a hair stylist. I have been for 15 years, and my favorite clients are collaborations. You know, those those people that like come to you and say, like, this is what I want to say with my appearance and help me, like, execute that, you know? Uh, but I saw this woman, like, sitting this... on this kind of tuppet, like, in a dress made entirely out of spoons. And I was like... Yeah, you know, I mean, what are some of the most memorable things that you've seen or remember, like, from over the years of your experience going out there? Or something that you made that just really... Um, Gave you so much satisfaction to see on a human canvas. I
2: I think one of my favorite things actually falls into the moopy category. Um, Our friends have a a gypsy wagon, and the lady has an outfit made entirely out of feathers and wings, and she does an Ildiko. I didn't want to say their name. Because it's you could leak feathers, but it's like uh, at sunrise out in deep playa, she has this dance and she becomes this winged angel, and it it like transcends fashion or wearing something or whatever and becomes just like this 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 thing that happened. And I thought that I thought that was lovely, and that came to my mind when that question was asked.
1: Well, I'm backtracking to what you were talking about. And um, <laughs> totally backtracking. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the whole, like, um, um, that, there's a saying, do what you love and the money will follow. And 26 years in, I still love what I do. And you were talking about, you know... And, how do you, you know what to pass on to other people? and I <clears throat> I cr- I also I, I've been lucky enough for the last year and a half to step away actually out of the physical business and just to create and make things for the business. And so I'm making making things jewelry and other crafts and you know home decor and jewelry basically. But I love what I do. I'm I'm a creative person, and I have an amazing uh, uh, staff manager that has been running the store. So, but I still, you know, I'm overseeing the general sense. But 26 years in, I still love my what I do, and that's the thing. If you if you can still say that you love what you do and you're inspired, you have to you have to like have that drive to do what you it's like if you don't if you're not inspired enough to do what you're doing then don't do that like you know like move on but I'm lucky enough and I know you you too are inspired and in doing what you're doing because it comes out in your in what you're producing like you're always producing beautiful things and your creations are like amazing on par with like some of the best stuff I've ever seen like like seriously really innovative gorgeous beautiful high quality stuff and you can see it because it's in their heart and so and and I feel so lucky because some people don't have that luxury of loving what they do and so um I feel very fortunate to be able to to have my own drive and inspiration to keep on doing what I'm doing so that's the advice to other people it's like follow your heart follow the bliss you know follow follow you know let your heart guide you.
0: I love that. I think that's a great place to leave. I love what you do. Make sure you're doing stuff that you're passionate about. I think that is really kind of the lesson of Burning Man is it's a lot of people who are really passionate about what they are doing, both people who are making things, people who are attending. And uh, I'm so grateful that you all came on the show to to talk about what you do and and bringing the fashion to Burning Man and your passion for the things that you do to Burning Man. I think that's really valuable. And I really appreciate you coming on the show to uh, to talk a little bit about it. Well, oh, I really appreciate you having us. And if you want to get dressed up and if you want to get going to the burn, you come talk to us and we'll dress you up. One, one of these days I will, uh, I'll break out of my t-shirt and jeans aesthetic. Uh, and so I'll, I'll reach out for sure. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Monique and Sven and Tammy, thank you very much for being here. Let's give them a round of applause.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you so so much.
0: much. Really appreciate you. Another quick thank you to Will and Black Rabbit Me, Dead Ringer, 4th Street Art Project for letting us do these live events here at Black Rabbit. Really appreciate the opportunity to get in front of a live audience and do these live episodes. It's a change of pace from the normal podcast process and really really fun. So thank you very much Will for that and one last thank you to the patrons of the show that allow this to happen. Again, this is a uh, non paid ads kind of program. I don't have a lot of annoying ads. This only exists because people are willing to donate a little bit to keep it financially sustainable. So if you enjoy the show, if you want to support Renoites, please go to patreon.com slash Renoites, sign up, throw a couple bucks a month our way. Uh, It helps us keep doing what we're doing. So thank you so much to our patrons, to Will, to our wonderful guests today. Uh, Really appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Hey! Mm-hmm.